stripes I went from zero to my own hero but I got up already brushing off the dust you hear my voice you hear my sound like thunder gonna shake the ground Oh my god i literally live nowhere and there's a tractor outside of course there is there's a tractor outside i don't even know how it's even got there or what it's even doing wow look at me i've seen a human <laughs> anyway of course that's just happens on our call yeah of all our days, Tractor just decided to show up outside. Right. Okay. We're going to get started on um, Lord of Assumption. And then what we'll do is after we've been through, we'll turn our recording off and we'll have a little chat. So the Lord of Assumption, let's get moving with this. We'll go. Hope everyone's well, gang. Everyone's good. How to stay happy in life. So what a what a fucking question, by the way. What a statement. What a statement that that is. All the stuff that we move through constantly. So with the Lord of Assumption, we are assuming that everything is working out for us. And when something doesn't go our way, it's moving through to the higher order of what, what's unfolding and how difficult is that in the moment? We all know because we all have our expectations of how we want something to be in our world, in our land, in our head. And how often does that happen where something doesn't go our way and then we move forward into something else and we're like, ah, you know, if that didn't happen, then I wouldn't have came to this point in my life. So all these dots that join up in our life that take us ultimately to our destiny and where we're meant to be. When we can't let go in that moment and we try to force something is where the resistance comes in and the root of all pain is attachment. So if the root of all pain is attachment, then we've just attached ultimately to an expectation, which is where our pain is coming from. So this idea that we have in our mind, okay, we'll move on. So everything goes my way and if it doesn't, then that's my new way. So how we stay happy in life, excuse me. <clears throat> how we stay happy in life is ultimately accepting everything that happens to us, which how hard is that, by the way? Because things that happen in our life can cause us great pain or they can, they can even trigger emotions in us that bring something else up in us. And we can even feel like at times, like we've put so much effort and so much time into something and all of a sudden it's vanished and all our efforts and all our work has, has, has gone to waste. But ultimately, anything that we do never goes to waste. It comes back to us in other ways. So it mightn't come back to us in the way that we had an idea that it was coming back to us, but it'll come back to us in another way. So everything goes my way. And if it doesn't, then that's my new way. 
Does anyone have anything they want to say about this statement? Hi, Liz. Hi. You all right? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, um, if you can hear my son in the background, he thinks I'm talking to him. Just ignore <laughs> Um, Yeah, so with this statement, I think... This I think you've touched on this before or you've put a post on Instagram before in the like in the like recent past. And since reading that, like I've tried to apply this to so many like different things that have happened in my life that normally would have absolutely crushed me into a ball. Um and I'd have like whimpered back. The only way I can describe it is whimpering back into my shell and going back into the comfort zone. Whereas now I'm like, right, so that's happened let's see what happens next (laughs) and then I just carry on like it doesn't even bother me so I'm really grateful that you've like shared this previously before this but like yeah that's how much it's helped me (laughs) thank you thank you so much for sharing um it's it's incredible when we can when we can implement something so small into our lives and the changes that it can make for us because we can get caught up can't we you know on get hung up on one thing and then we we sort of milk the situation and we like keep it going, don't we? And keep it going when we can, when we can let it go. Thank you so much for sharing. So if everything goes my way and then if it doesn't, then that's my new way. So ultimately I might have a goal or something that I want to happen in my life. And it might be a vision that I've got or whatever it is. And then something happens that pushes me off track. So rather than me going, right, that's it now. Like, I'm going to carry on and I'm going to go for this. And we sort of bang down doors that I've got nothing behind. A lot of the doors that we're banging on, there's there's nothing in the room. The doors that are meant for us, we go like this on it. And the door opens like this. Rather than being like, I'm going to bang this door down. So if that, if everything goes my way and if it doesn't, then that's my new way. It's actually listening in and actually going, okay, well, this has just happened. What am I forcing? What am I forcing? And where am I being directed to? I think someone's just wrote something then. Yes, rejection is redirection. Yeah, it is. It's it's so true. Rejection is redirection. And I mean, I don't know about any of you, but for me, uh, years back, I was the person who would bang down all the doors. I was the person who was like, well, if the door doesn't open, I'll make it open. The door doesn't open, and then I, you know I'll kick the door down. And this is the type of discipline that we've been like programmed into, into moving with, rather than being taught about how we can control things, can actually take us in a direction that's not really meant for us. Because that's why it's hard. Things that are meant for us flow to us easier, and it's listening to the guidance that we receive every day. And again, that statement: the, re- the rejection is redirection rejection is one of those messages that we get because it's not for us it's got nothing to do with us why it's not for us but it's not for us and no matter what we do it'll always be taken away and new things will always be put in our path so we can either listen to the whisper or we can wait until there's a roar and many of us wait until there's a roar until there's a full-on collapse and then it's catastrophic and then you know we have to build it all again and go a completely different way rather than being present in the moment and just listening to like where am I being redirected? 
where am I feeling like I'm I'm getting rejected in 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 some parts where's where's not for me so everything goes my way and if it doesn't then that's my new way is basically acceptance that's what it is it's acceptance so can we accept the moment for what the moment is can we accept the moment for what the moment is or do we believe that ultimately this moment should be different than what it is do we believe that something that's happening in our life should be different than what it is because if we believe that something that's happening in our life shouldn't be that way then that is the root of suffering that is us creating pain in our life because there's a lack of acceptance so if we can all just take a little second to just lean into ourselves and ask us you know go inside and ask is there anything in my life at the moment that I feel should be different than what it actually is? Is there anything in my life at the moment that I'm struggling to accept? I'm struggling to accept it for what it is in this moment now. Do I think it should be something else? Because it's that word should that blocks us, affects us and disempowers us a lot. Should, it should be, I should be, this should be, this. but there is no should, it is what it is. And it's it's our inability to be able to accept what is in the present moment. And as soon as we come into that form of acceptance and we settle into our body and we let go of this control and we go, okay, this is what it is. I'm going to accept what it is. I'm going to understand that something greater has come on my way. And this has happened for a reason. We then move into a state of calm within our nervous system. And as we're in this space, we, we've sort of snipped all these sort of wires of control, all these cords of control that we've snipped. And once we, once we can do that, once we get into that acceptance and we can cut these cords of this control, we move into a flow state. We cannot be in a flow state if we've got all these shoulds and it should be this and it should be that and we're trying to control in every direction if we are trying to control in every direction like this it shows that we've got a lack of trust in the universe in the divine in ourselves in what's meant for our own unfolding and when we've got that lack of trust within ourselves that ripples out all around us you know we're then shown situations where it's true where it's true and as we move out of this state of control and we move into flow our life you know starts to happen for us we've all had moments in our life where we just feel like we're in a we're in a flow we're in a flow things are good we're in a flow we're moving and then we pop in don't we with this non-acceptance this attachment this cords of control and we pull ourselves out of flow let's see that's been the hardest thing for me on this whole journey, letting go and trusting, but I am starting to get there. Definitely, Hayley, that's been uh, reacted to, right? It, um, how hard is it, by the way, to just go, I'm just going to let go and just sit here. We all think it's hard to actually do something. It's not hard to do something. We can all do shit. <laughs> you know, we can all do shit. The hard thing is going, I'm going to not control this. I'm just going to let this go and I'm just going to see what unfolds. How powerful is that for us to be able to give up this, this control? And many of the times we can't make the changes anyway when we move into those control states. So we're just making our life harder 
Act like it's what you ask for. So it's the ability for us to adapt when change happens in our life. That's how we stay happy. How we stay happy is how quick we can adapt, how quick we can change and how quick we can move on. Letting go is a skill. And through our life, we all have to let go of so much. You know, we have to let go of relationships. We have to let go of old jobs. We have to let go of old behaviors. We have to let go of old versions of ourselves. Like there's so much that we have to let go of. And if, if we struggle with letting go, then we're going to end up in this place of stuckness where we, we can't move forward and we just feel like we're sort of here and we're not really going anywhere. So acting like it's what we ask for, acting like it's what we ask for is when we go, yeah, okay, how is this happening for me? Which way am I going to go now? The quicker, the quicker we can adapt, just that word, adapt, adapt and move with the tides, move with the flow, move with the changes, navigate through each part and just move swiftly onto the next. That is our true ability to be able to stay happy in this life because we all know you can't control it we can't undo it we can't make it anything else it is what it is it, it is what it is it is exactly what it is and we have to swallow that statement we have to just go yeah it is what it is it's happened and in these processes we must learn to validate our experiences as well because the last thing we want to do is act like we don't care. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to act like we don't care. There are many, many, many things in our lives that haven't went our way. And some of them have brought us great pain. Some of them have brought us to our knees where we can't get up. And at sometimes we couldn't in that moment actually go, yeah, okay, well, it is what it is. I'm just going to crack on now. And if we do do that too soon, what happens is we suppress emotions and it's these emotions that cause us anxiety and depression and emotional eating and excessive alcohol and other addictions, all these things, then we start to pull outside to numb our emotions. So yet we need to move on, yet we need to let go, but letting go is a process and it's not up to anybody else when we let go. Letting go isn't something that we can do in that moment. Our ability to adapt is what will keep us happy in life, yeah. But learning how to let go is what will support us with adapting. So letting go for us, you know, there's no time limit on letting go. Letting go can be extremely difficult. And to move forward with a toxic positivity of like just, oh, you know, just crack on, just move on. And like just when we do that, we haven't really processed what's happened for us. And when we don't process what's happened for us in that moment, this is where we start building our little trigger bank. Who's got loads of triggers in their bank? This is where we start building up this little bag of triggers. We've all got it on our backpack. These are all our experiences in our life, everything that's happened. And they're all memories that we, we haven't had the ability or chance or we haven't given ourselves the time to process in a safe space. These all stay in the little bag in the back of our backpack and we all walk around in our life and someone says something and something jumps out of our bag what jumps out of our bag here is a reaction where that reaction comes from is a past memory that's in our bag so all our reactions come from these past memories that are in our bag so what the last thing we want to do is is to move forward with something without processing the emotion because we're just this bag's heavy gang 
what is in this bag and all these experiences and all these triggers are heavy. We want to be unpacking the bag. We want to start taking these processing these emotions not putting more triggers in our bag each trigger is like a brick that we all carry around with us when we gain a momentum of practice and presence every day in our life and going okay am I being present am I being present this gives us the ability to when something happens in our life when something jumps out of our bag at the back it gives us the ability to go ah that's just jumped out my bag that has just jumped out my bag okay that's mine and we, we've got it in our bag and we understand it. And a trigger is a chance for us to process that emotion that comes up in that moment. It's a chance. It's another chance to heal. It's being brought out of the bag for a reason. The reaction's there for a reason. It's so we can look at it, so we can see it, so that we can move through and move forward with it. This is what we all need. It's, it's a chance. It's a chance to be able to see what's there. Some of these... Some of these uh, stones in this bag have been in there 10, 20 years. And all our all our triggers are a gift because while we've got these reactions, we're not free. And ultimately, everything that we're seeing in someone is, is processed from what's in our bag. Every single thing that we see, that we look, is processed from all these memories that we've got in our bag. We, we've mentioned this so many times, we can all be standing here and we can all be watching an event and each one of us will take something different from the event depending on what's in our bag. And this goes with the relationships as well. When we meet someone new, we've all got this backpack on. We've all got a backpack. Every one of us have got a backpack. You can have the most amazing childhood in the world. It hasn't even got to result in, you know, having a traumatic childhood. We all have traumas that happen in our life. Being told to shut up when we were a kid constantly suppresses our voice, suppresses our truth. That's a trauma. Crying and not getting our needs met. You know, this is a trauma. Falling off a slide at school. This is a trauma. You know, being abandoned in a relationship, being betrayed. The, this is all trauma. Not being able to process these things that happen in our life, go in our bag. This bag's heavy and we've all got a bag on and we're all here unpacking our bag together. So it's been in that moment and saying, okay, well, that's popped out of my bag. But also knowing when someone flips their lid on you, something's just jumped out their bag. It's got fuck all to do with you. None of it's got, ever got anything to do with you. Because even if you'd done something that was maybe out of line or was disrespectful, someone who'd been unpacking their back would be able to say to you, you know, when that happened then, it really made me, uh, I felt like this and I'd really prefer it if X, Y, and Z. So they'd be able to meet your back in, in this way from a space of love, from a space of calm, from a space of peace, from a space of open-minded and perspective. So regardless, it's always things that are jumping out of our bag and how we react. So acting like it's what you asked for, I really needed to cover that be because this statement, uh, it goes deeper, doesn't it? So much deeper than act like what it's, what it, what, it's what you asked for. And it's reframing our mind, accepting and processing the emotions first because we're not putting more stuff in our bag. And then asking how it's for us. How is this How is this happening for us? And that's so many times in that present moment we can't see and it's so hard. And I'm not in any way, shape or form saying that it's, that it's easy because it's far from it. It's far from easy. But 
the longer that we stay in that place where we're unable to adapt and we're unable to move with the flow of change. Okay, I'm here, we're going here. Okay, this is where I'm being taken now. This is where I'm being taken now. The more we can do that, the easier we can flow in life and the happier that we can be. And when we are in this flow state is when we attract more to us because we're sending out a signal of trust. When we've got all these cords of control, we're not letting any guidance in. We're not listening to any guidance because ultimately we're not going to go with the guidance anyway. We're just going to control it because we think we know better. Ultimately, what's going to happen happens. It's just our ability to be able to adapt in, in the moment. Okay, we'll move on. Has anyone got any questions, gang? Anyone? Has anything come up for anyone? Is there anything anyone would like to share? Okay, so I think we've just covered that. Everything has happened for me and not to me. So how can we, how can we talk about this statement of everything is happening for me and not to me? Some of the things that happen for us are some of the most painful things that can happen in our life. And it's very difficult in that moment to be like, this is for me. This is happening for me. Yeah, but I'm fucking on the floor in pain and I'm struggling to let go of control right now. And I really had an attachment. I really has an attachment to that thing. And this is where the attachment comes in again and the expectation of how something's meant to be, how it causes us so much pain. But when we look at everything and it is happening for me and not to me, and we're able to give up that, that control where we can move forward in a, in a state of flow. So let's see. So for me, I'll use an example. I... Um, I built up a business that I had and I built it for 10 years. At the time, I was living in a lot of trauma and um, I was working really hard to prove me worth because at that time, I didn't believe that I was worthy. I didn't believe that I was enough then. And I thought that I needed things to, to make me like, I don't know, make me worthy <laughs> and, and for people to like, like me or accept me, whatever those subconscious needs that I was working the way I was for. So I worked for 10 years. I worked seven days a week, a lot of the time, 16 hours a day. I missed out on a lot of things. I wasn't present. I was in a state of survival and the universe pulled this from under me. And um, if someone would have said to me at that time, this is happening for you, Liz, it's happening for you. I don't think I was being very kind to them because if someone says to you, like, this is happening for you when you're at a time of like pain, you've worked so hard, you've had these expectations, you've had these hopes and someone says, it's happening for, it's happening for you. You're just like, oh my God. <sighs> and that is not what we need. It's not, it's not what we need to give others. And in that moment of that pain, it's not what we need to give to ourselves. We need to, as we spoke about before, about acknowledging our emotions. The reason why we've got all these triggers is because we haven't processed our emotions and they're following us around and they, they jump out of our bag in reactions. So the first thing for us to do is to come back into our heart and find a safe space within us and be like, right, I know this is happening, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't, shouldn't feel angry, but it doesn't mean that I shouldn't feel sad. And it doesn't mean that I can't have a fucking cob on because these are all real emotions and we're all humans. 
and this is this is what we have and we find it within spirituality and there's um within there's a lot of toxic positivity as well like that we're not we're not allowed to feel these emotions and that we have this form of um everything's happening for me not to me and we skip the process and the emotions part and then what happens is a lot of people who are on the path that we're on of this self-work is when they skip this part of um of acknowledging the emotions they go into a state of, of disassociation now disassociation can happen on two ends of the scales and we're going to be doing a whole live on this and I'm sure it's next week and it's all the findings from my research from the experiment that I've been doing in Costa Rica for the past 10 months so don't miss it it's it's, um, it's called the disassociation triangle but what happens with when we disassociate is think of when we before we got on this journey we were completely disassociated we were disassociated from our pain. We were disassociated from our life. We were living in this little bubble and we were using lots of things around us to distract us, whether that be food, whether it be alcohol, whether it be sex, whether it be people, whether it be shopping, you know, whatever it was, we were disassociated from the shit that had happened in our life and we hadn't processed it and we were using things to numb. Now, when we knock these numbing things, these things that numb us and we start to face, that's when the pain starts coming up. Now, this pain hasn't always, this pain has always been there. This pain has always been there. This pain has always been there, but it's been getting masked. It's been getting masked in other ways so that it's been getting shoved down and it affects us through anxiety and depression and everything else. But when we start going, I don't want anxiety, I don't want depression, I don't want this big fucking bag on me back. When we decide that and we start to unpack our stuff, start to feel our emotions, this is when we start coming back into our body. This is when we start coming back into this reality that we're in, that we're just that we were completely. I can't remember my childhood. I can't remember. Yeah, because we're all we've all been disassociated through the pain. It was painful. We've had a lot of pain in our life, and now we haven't wanted to sit in it, so we put it in our bag for later. And now we've decided it's time that it's all coming out the bag. And this is disassociation. Now, on the other end of the scale. As we move through this journey, which is something that we all have to be mindful of, as we move through this journey and we start to unpack, we start to feel these feelings of joy and love and ecstaticness and things that we haven't felt before because we have an armor on, all of us. And when we put this armor on, we don't get to feel the joy and the ecstaticness and this pure gratitude and this sense where you can just cry because you're that happy. We don't get to feel all that because... We haven't felt the pain and we haven't felt all of the stuff that's in our bag. So it doesn't just stop us from feeling, you know, the, the the harsh stuff, that pain that we don't want to feel. It also stops us from feeling, you know, all the joy and the things we do, we do really want to feel. So as we move through this journey and all this stuff starts to come up and we start to feel these feelings of ecstatic bliss and love and we're like, oh my God, what have I been doing? This is just an amazing place for me to be. We can then start to disassociate from our human experience. So what we just spoke about then, we were disassociated from our spiritual experience. We were unconscious and we were numbing. As we move through and through our experience, we then move through into these emotions that we start to get to feel. This like real joy. And we're like, God, what, what have we been doing? When we start to feel those feelings, we can attach to them because we've been in pain. So of course, when we get this ounce of joy, we're going to grip onto it. Of course, we want to fucking stay there. Of course, we're not going to want to let go. Of course, we're going to want to stay in this, you know, fifth dimensional type of frequency that is disassociated from our human experience. So this, when we do this straight away, 
everything has happened for me and not to me. When we do that straight away, we're not processing them emotions. And then we go to a form of disassociation. So no matter where we are on our journey or where we are with our disassociation, we have to process the emotions in the moment and not brush them off. You know, we can be too attached to them and then we can just push them off too quick. We don't want to push them off too quick and we don't want to be too attached to them. Everything in our life, as you will know, with all our workshops, we do a scale. We do a balance. It's all about polarity. It's all about being in the middle, getting in the middle, what we all need. We're either one fucking way or we're another way. So it's like, okay, how do I bring myself back into the middle? Hmm. Does anybody have any questions or anything that they would like to share about what we've just spoken about? Okay, so with this lucky girl syndrome, could you just click onto the next one, please? Let's see what's next. Okay, yeah, we'll go back. Sorry, thank you. Just needed a little peek ahead then. Just needed a little peek ahead. So um, with lucky girl syndrome and why we're all here today is we're talking about how to stay happy in life and the law of assumption. So I'm going to assume that this is going to work out for me. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that that's the way it's going to go. So often we can we can sort of write write things off with ourselves. We can sort of write something off and be like, oh no, that won't work, or no, I can't do that, or no, this isn't this won't work out. What if? What if everything worked out? What if we all leaned into this law of assumption and we just assumed that whatever it was that we wanted was all working out for us? Because it is if we decide and if we let it but we are all our own block so if anyone's got a pen I'm just going to put some music on and if you could just answer this question here to explore any thoughts or emotions that have came up for you during this workshop and um, try and try and pull things out your own head now Things that have just come off for you. Don't come off the live and then just be like, that was a good chat. Think of what, what's going on for you now. What are you thinking about? What what did what did what did come up in your mind? I'll just give you a minute or two.
Would anybody like to share anything so far? And then we're going to get into um, just talking about how our assumptions, um, there's a part of our brain, which is basically like the sorting office that's inside our head. And what it does is it feeds information to us based on what we assume. So we'll move on to that. But just before we begin, does anybody want to share anything about what just came up for them? Hey, you're Hi. right. Hi again. <laughs> I was just waiting to see if anyone else is going to switch on, but um, yeah. So for me, like, I think I don't. Did we do this on Quantum Jump? The will of we touch on it, yeah. Because I feel yeah. like a lot, a lot. It's like each time we do these, it's dead funny. I said this. I think I said this last week. It's as though you like you're reading my mind because I start really seeing the difference of like the subject that we're talking about in the week or so before like it's just dead weird but yeah so like we're divinely aligned gang yeah so for years like I'm talking four or five years I've procrastinated on doing my yoga teaching and I've stopped myself every single time because I've been like no that's not right no, that's not the direct, I need to keep, because I've got a business myself, like, and I'm like, I need to keep on pushing this, I need to keep on doing this, this is the direction I've chosen, when actually everything is just pointing me in the, like, yoga direction, so yesterday I just had one of them fuck it moments and booked to start the training, so I just thought, you know what, we'll just see what happens, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, if it does, it does, I'm going to learn something on the way, so. Yeah, Wow, congratulations, congratulations. We can't ignore these calls, can we? You know, they just don't go away. No. Once they come to us, they just like niggle and niggle and niggle and niggle until we actually like do something. Mm. Oh, okay. yeah. Like for a little while, it was like, it was, a, it was a, because I'd not gone for it, it was starting to affect my self-esteem. Because mm. you start like, being like oh well I'm no good at that and yeah, yeah. okay that, and then you start looking for reasons as to why you haven't done that so you'll be like oh well they're better at, at it than me oh there's another yoga place oh no, no you know like all them so you make an excuse for yourself but as soon as I dropped all them and just started ignoring everything around me it's yeah. just become easy to listen to myself I think that's yeah it, it's about following our joy isn't it like I'm not here to be the best. I'm not here to be this. I'm just here to do what I love. Mm. Just removes all the weight, doesn't it? Like, I'm just doing this because I like it. You know, if if people want to enjoy it with me, then great. But if not, I'm having a great time. Yeah. You know, rather than being <laughs> like, they're this and they're this and they're that. And it's all these expectations, isn't it? That we, that we put on ourselves. And when we talk about procrastination, this is another workshop that we've got coming up um, where we're doing like a scale on like perfectionism and procrastination. Procrastination, like for, for us, it holds us back. It's it's basically a belief that we have about ourselves that we're not worthy or good enough. Good enough, And it's a protective mechanism that we have because we're afraid that we're going to get hurt. 
we're afraid that we're not going to be good enough or we're afraid that it's you know we're going to let ourselves down or someone might laugh at us or whatever whatever we whatever the reason is there's always a reason and the procrastination stops us dead like this we can't take any action we can't move we can't we can't do nothing because in our brain our brain is saying this is a protective mechanism for you so you don't get hurt so all right yeah we're not going to fall or we're not going to get hurt but we're going to be stuck which is hurting us you know and it's, it's about bringing that safety back to our body like what you've just done by like cutting all those little noises out and being like well it's okay if a, you know whatever happens happens it's okay I'm not putting this big pressure on me head that I've got to be this you know that that's what makes us stuck isn't it that's what makes us stuck so what we assume is um what we attract it's basically what we start to see I should say so our brain this this function inside our brain is like a sorting office and what we assume our brain starts to find information that matches that so to prove us right so we all have different beliefs here and we all go on Instagram and we all read stuff and we all save stuff and we're like yeah 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 like comment yeah because this is what we believe so when we find things that prove what we believe oh we love that we love it because we're right like we all do it but what we tend to forget is like that's my assumption that I've got that's drawing that in that I'm seeing someone else has got another assumption that's liking and saying yes on what the opposite of that post is it's like all based on our assumptions as humans we search for information that confirms our beliefs that's what we do we search for information that confirms our beliefs we search for information that confirms our beliefs because our egoic mind needs to know it needs to know there's got to be a box that's the way our mind works there's got to be a box and we need to know and this helps us to feel safer within so now knowing that and knowing about this sorting office in our brain we come through to this lucky girl syndrome or this lord of assumption if i'm going to assume that everything's going to go well for me right now i've moved to costa rica i'm assuming everything's going to go well for me so as i move around i'll be searching for things that are confirming that and my brain will be pulling things out and showing me things that assumption now, if I didn't have that assumption and I had a different, say, say my assumption was this is going to be dead hard and I'm going to be on my own and it's going to be scary. Then my brain is going to start looking around going, yeah, that matches that. Yep, that matches that. Yep, that matches that. And I'm scanning with my eyes and I'm pulling things in. And this sorting office in my brain is telling my eyes, so it's so important, get in the fucking sorting office. Get in the sorting office, put things in the sorting office that you want your eyes to be showing because that's what's happening. And we're all seeing different things depending on what's in our sorting office. This filing system that we've got inside of our head, it's this assumption, the law of assumption. So we need to assume what we want so that our brain can pull out this information. Now, all of the information is around us the good and the bad 
every bit of information is around us. The only difference is the information that we access, the information that we see, the information that's in our awareness, that's in our consciousness, that matches our soul and office. All the information's there. All the experiences are there. Everything's there. But we can't see everything. We can only see what is in our soul and office. So depending on what we see is basically telling us what's in our soul and office. And that's the same with anyone. When anyone says what they see, they're basically telling you what's in their soul and office. And it's scary because then we see things and we go, oh, I need to get in my soul and office. think I need to have a clear up day. <laughs> you know? Like when we see someone, we're like, we don't want to admit that we've seen it, but we did see it and it's what we felt. So it's like, okay, probably shouldn't think about her. Okay, where's that coming from? And then we get a mirror and then we go into our sorting office. And once we have a good, have a good clear out of the filing cabinet, recycle some stuff, take some stuff out that we no longer need, then um, we've got a clear sorting office. And once that happens, then our eyes will match that information and we'll put all gorgeous stuff in that filing cabinet that we want the experiences that we want, the things we want to see, the feelings that we want. Our main priority is our sorting office. So the question is, what do you assume? What is your assumption? Do you assume that everything's going well for you? Do you assume that you deserve to live a happy and fulfilled life? Do you assume that you are abundant? Do you assume that you deserve a loving, respectful relationship of honour? Do you assume that the, the job that you work, you should get to enjoy it day to day? What do you assume? Or do you think that's just what relationships are? Or, well, you know, it's a job. Or shit happens. What's in your sorting office? What, what, what do you assume? Because what we're assuming is, is what we're, we're going to see, basically. How do you get the things to stay in your sort and office? Give, give us an example, Haley. So I can I can be better service to your question. I'll wait for you to type an example and then okay, so like I'm worthy of a loving relationship. So first of all, we want to ask ourselves, um, we want to acknowledge first that we've got a fucking sorting office. That's the first thing we need to do. We all need to acknowledge that we've got a sorting office. And we all need to acknowledge that what's inside our sorting office is what we're bringing towards us. Then we want to find out if the shit in our sorting office, then why is the shit in our sorting office? And what has happened within our life that's made us believe that? So everything that we believe and every file that we've put in our sorting office has been created through a memory or experience that we've had. Now, the memory or experience could be something this big, something that doesn't even matter. You know, it could just be that we were in a queue and when we got to the end, there was no apples left when we were three. And all the kids got apples and we never got an apple. It could literally be that memory. And then we carry that memory through then into all other experiences. So it's knowing that anything in our sorting office that is an, an assumption of good and abundance and love for ourselves is a fake file that needs to go into the recycling. So it's it acknowledging that and going, okay, I've, I've noticed that that's in my sorting office and I need to pull that out. So like, I am worthy of a loving relationship. Why, why wouldn't you be worthy of a loving relationship? 
why wouldn't you be worthy of a loving relationship? Do you give others love? Do you give love to yourself? The question isn't that, are we worthy? The question is, why aren't we worthy? How aren't we? Of course we are. We're all incredible human beings put on this earth, like to live in abundance and love and joy. Yeah, you feel like you do, but you still have a wobble and, that, and that's okay. And it's the only time when we have these wobbles, basically, we all have the fucking wobbles. So when we have these wobbles and we think, am I or aren't I, or is this going to happen for me or isn't it? It just means that what it is that we're looking for, that we're asking for, that we're thinking that we might be worthy of, there's a key element of that thing that we need to give to ourselves. Because when we're looking outside for something and we we become more attached to wanting it, it means that there's a, a lack of it within ourselves. And that's a great tool for us to use to go, okay, I'm feeling like I really want this. Okay, how can I give this to myself to make me feel like I've got more of it? And then this, again, is law of attraction. We're on law of assumption now, but that's law of attraction. There's loads of laws that we're all in, that are all universal laws that are happening through our energy field. So if we want something, we give ourselves, we want something to come from the outside, we give ourselves more of it. No matter what we want from the outside, that's the thing that we give to ourselves. I want more people to be kinder to me. All right, how about you go and get in the mirror and tell yourself how gorgeous you are then? You know. Like, I want more people to start giving me respect. Okay, well, how about when someone does something that's not right, you respect yourself and tell them no and get have boundaries. Whatever we want, we can give to ourselves and we find what we get the lack of, we need to give more to ourselves. When, to, when someone new comes in, I go into avoidant. Oh, wow. That is such an incredible awareness, Haley, to have of knowing like what attachments you're falling into when new people come into our lives. And when new people come into our life, it's all about how vulnerable we can be and um, how open we can be and how soft we can be. And knowing what's ours, now bearing in mind the person who's new that comes in, has got all their stuff. They've got all their fears, you know, they've got all their relationship patterns, they've got all their things that didn't work. And, you know, we all have all of this stuff. And if we can move into a space where we move towards it rather than away from it by communicating. So it, it's all about this, this voice that we have, this truth that we have, that we've all been taught that we don't matter, that we come last, that we don't speak our voice, we don't speak our truth. We push it away, we push it under the rug, we do whatever because we just can't cope with the confrontation because all of us have been taught, many of us, that confrontation means conflict. Confrontation means arguments, disagreement. Disagreement, sorry, means argument. You can think something and I can think something and I can still love you exactly the same. You know, we're open-minded and we can all have, you know, different opinions. And it's about learning to understand that so that when we move into a new situation we can be vulnerable and we understand that every situation is new every situation is new every situation is new every situation is new what happens is our brain tries to tell us that 
what's happened here? You know what happened last time? That's going to happen here because that's our brain's job. Our brain is there to protect us. We are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. And us, ourselves, we have the opportunity to say, I'm aware of that. Thank you. I fucking remember that very, very well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that is not happening again. That is not happening again. And we sort of assume in the situation, which we move into the Lord of Assumption again, assumption that that is going to happen again. That is going to happen again. And this is the assumption that we have when we move in. And when we move in, then, like we've just spoke about our filing cabinet, our filing cabinet then starts pulling all of the things out because that's just what we assumed because our brain lives in the past, remember? Our brain is always, always, always trying to protect us of the future, but it's only got memories of the past. So our brain tells us that we then start to live this experience as a past experience, which it's not, it's a new experience. We then have an assumption that what happened then is going to happen now. Our sort and office then has got all these fake files in because we haven't been in the recycle center. And then we start seeing all of these things that matches that assumption. And every situation is new. That's exactly what my brain does. I realized the other day. And so I was saying exactly that. It's a new situation. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad that I was able to explain there. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, everything. It's so complex, isn't it? When we think about it and having these little analogies that we can try and share um, really help us to understand what goes on you know, inside our head and and uh, and how we work. Um, yeah, every situation is new and it's all about safety. If you, if, when we move and we meet someone new, whether it be a friend, a co-worker, it's safety. That's the main thing. Nothing else matters. Doesn't matter who they are, what they are, what they do, how they make you feel, whatever. Safety. Safety. Without safety, it's just going to be another fake surface shit relationship that's not nourishing our soul and we all want soul nourishing relationships and to have them we need safety that is it so if I can't walk in here and be myself if I can't walk in here and be myself I don't feel safe to be myself here then who are you getting to know because you're not getting to know me because I've got a little bag here and it's full of all masks and depending on which one you want me to be I'm going to put one of these masks on and I'm going to change myself into all these different people in every place I go into. And really, you're never, ever going to know me. And then when I go home, I take all these masks off. And I, and I can't remember which one I am. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I, the real me? Who's the authentic me? Who am I, really? Who is the authentic me? We only know that if we fuck the masks off and not put masks on in any place that we go. We show up as us. We show up as us, and we keep showing up as us. We don't change ourselves. We don't worry about hurting someone's feelings because we can't control anybody's feelings. We use our voice. We say what we think, and we say what we feel, and we say it from our heart, from love. We be who we are. We be who we are. We be who we are. And if we don't have safety, we're not going to be who we are. So if we go into avoidance, we don't feel safe at the start. So it's about building up. If we pull away, we're not feeling safe. So it's about building up the trust inside ourselves first and with others. And we can do that through vulnerability. 
we build connection with people through being, being vulnerable. Many of you wouldn't connect with me if I didn't come on and be myself and be vulnerable and share things. You know, if I started getting a book now and be like, on page 87, it states that in neuroscience on 3.6, you know, I have to be vulnerable and share my life experiences and things that happen. Not that I have to, I like to, you know, because it's real life. And that's how we connect, because it's, it's real. But if I wasn't being myself and I didn't feel safe, to be I wouldn't be able to do that because I'd, I'd feel afraid to I'd think someone's judging me or someone's talking about me or you know we have to build that safety up and honestly it's not really up to other people to build that safety up for us we can we build the safety up in ourselves by constantly following our intuition and following our our truth it's very difficult for us to speak our truth in, in a situation. So we have to keep doing it all the time and we build it up and we build it up and we build it up till eventually we feel completely in, in power, in our power, because we don't walk away going, oh, I wish I'd said that. I wish I had said that. Well, I didn't want to say that because I didn't want her to feel like that. And no, no, all this, no, we can't control none of that. We are here to be ourselves. We are here to speak our truth from our heart and no one else matters and if we can all do that we'll all be happy because we disempower ourselves every day by not speaking our truth by trying to control the minds of eight billion people which we can't do can't make anyone else not feel something or feel something that's up to them that's all the stuff that's in their bag we can't change ourselves in case we're scared in case things jump out their bag things are jumping out of everyone's bag all the time if I'd done that here with you all, I'd never speak. You know, it's great. Things jump out of people's bags. That, that, they're coming to be seen. That, that's what they're there for, so that we can have one less little weight in our bag. And that's what our triggers are. When we get triggered, it's great, because we're like, okay, I've just lost a brick. This is good. A brick's, a brick's come out my bag. And now I'm dealing with this now. So the law of assumption and how our brain works. And... Um, assuming good things are going to happen to us by the assumption that we have. And this is, it's very difficult, but just sit with what you assume because it's scary when we look at what we assume because all our behaviours are run by our assumptions. All of our behaviours are run by our beliefs. All of our behaviours are run by our subconscious mind. And we only have 5% control. 95% is subconscious. So whatever we believe is where our actions are being created. And this is where the procrastination and the self-sabotage and everything comes in. So it's really important for us to be honest and ask, like, what do we assume and what do we think? If we see someone, I don't know, maybe. If we see someone in a G-Wagon, what's the first thing that comes to our mind? Do we think, oh, wow, they must have worked really hard? Or do we think, my God, they're so materialistic? Or do we think someone gave them that? Like, what, what What? are we thinking? Because we're all thinking it. Can't lie. We all have these thoughts of everything. So become the observer of your inner world. Become the observer of what's coming up for you. What do you see someone when they're in a happy relationship? Bet you they argue all the time. It's just on Instagram that. Like, what are you seeing? Because that's what you believe. 
And what you believe is what produces your actions and what you believe is what pulls things in from your sorting office. We've got to get into that sorting office and be very honest and be fucking brutal. You've got to be brutal and pull all of these, you know, scenarios and situations up and it'll tell you your beliefs about money. It'll also tell you your future about money. It'll tell you your beliefs about relationships and it'll also tell you your future about relationships. Because what we see is what we are, what we see is what we believe, what's in our sorting office is what we're bringing in. It's about changing what's in that sorting office. We can't change it unless we acknowledge what we're really thinking. So write an example. You know, have you seen someone who was wealthy? Have you seen someone who was in a happy relationship? I don't know, have you seen someone who was whatever just write a list use this time this evening we're going to go into a guided visualization now because this is why we do it because this is where our sorting office is so when someone mentioned before what do we do about the sorting office the sorting office how we change our beliefs is we change our patterns by changing our behaviors but we change our beliefs by constant reinforcement so like the likes of affirmations and we also do it through accessing our brain on a theta state so it's where we're in a deeper state like a meditation because this is where the subconscious mind is where our behaviors are produced where everything is stored and remember we only have five percent control 95 percent is in the subconscious so when we go into relaxed state now which is why we do it at the end of every monday is where we get into our sorting office this is where we we can get control because we've only got five percent we've got 95 percent in the subconscious so that's how we get in but to get into the sorting office, we've got to be in a real deep, relaxed state. So please just settle down now. And um, as your thoughts run through your mind, just imagine them as little birds flying through and try not to attach to them. Everyone is on mute. So please feel free to have audible exhales um, and really let go. I'm just going to find our magic song that we all love. Someone to come up for us today. Okay, it is. <sighs> just let your shoulders relax. Really, just give them a wiggle. Let them relax. Remove your tongue from the roof of your mouth. Relax your jaw. Really let go. Inhale with me. Exhale. Ah, make a sound. Come on, let's let it go. Let's let it go. Inhale. Exhale. Ah. Feel free to sway. Feel free to be in stillness. Just let your body sink deeper and deeper into your seat. I believe I am worthy of a loving relationship. I know loving, healthy relationships exist. I am raising my own consciousness, my own vibration. I am doing my own work so that I can move into the frequency of others.
who are doing their work where love and honour exists where there's no greed, there's no manipulation, there's no playing games. But our hearts are open and we are vulnerable and we feel safe and we can connect. I believe that I am abundant. I believe that I deserve all I desire in this lifetime. I'm working through my sorting office and asking myself, what do I believe when I see a million pound mansion? Do I believe that that's possible for me? Whether I want it or I don't want it. When I see somebody free, do I believe that I can be free? Is what I want matching my beliefs? Is what I want matching my beliefs? <sighs> when you're ready, just bring your awareness back into the room. lots of journal prompts from tonight and we went off on one again didn't we? we were on the lot of assumption we went on 25 different things does um does anybody have any questions about what we shared tonight does anyone just want to have a, a chat does anyone just want to have a, a talk about anything that's going on for them i'm just going to turn our recording off